Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode, episode 90, about the book On Writing by Stephen King. Keep listening to find out why adverbs are the enemy. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. And yes, you heard that correctly. Episode 90. I don't know where the time's gone. And it's funny because I just, you almost don't think about it when you're when you're recording them. And all of a sudden you realize you're on, yeah, well, episode 90 as we are. And coming up to the big 100, which I was talking about the other week. If you heard that episode, I've got a couple of special things planned. A few things lined up in the diary already to, uh, to record ready for the big 100 episodes, which I'm very excited about and looking forward to sharing more. Speaking of sharing more, as you can imagine, I do get asked very often for book recommendations. So I have started a little bookish newsletter called The Bookmark, which will land in your inbox every fortnight. Thank you to lots of you who have signed up. I've been delighted with the response and really looking forward to getting your recommendations as well. It's very easy to sign up. There is a link at the top of the show notes. Make it super easy for you to do so. And you also heard it right that this book is by Stephen King. Yes, the very same Stephen King, known for his horror fiction, but he has written this non-fiction book. And actually, it's funny, on the spine, it does quite clearly say non-fiction, just in case anyone is confused and thinks this is some grisly story about a pen that goes bad or something like that. But no, this one is a non-fiction book where he does share his tips on writing. And I've actually found myself reading quite a few books on writing in the last couple of months. Now, don't get too excited. I'm not planning on writing a book anytime soon, but it is a skill that I think everyone needs to improve and learn and do better, even if it is just improving your emails. This is obviously one of the books I read. I also read Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, which I really enjoyed. I'll talk about that in a future episode. I also read the book Tell Your Story by Holly Cardamone, who I have the pleasure of knowing, and How to Write Short by Roy Peter Clark. Now, I think I do need to do some kind of summary episode at some point in the future once I've covered all of those four books, because there's a lot of overlap, as you can probably imagine, from these expert authors and writers on some of the tips and a bit of overlap between between all of them. So maybe I'll do a special episode, which is like all of the ideas from all of the books on writing that I have read. But in the meantime, we are going to talk about this episode, the Stephen King book on writing. Let me tell you a little bit more about the book and case he needs any introduction about the author. Immensely helpful and illuminating to any aspiring writer, this special edition of Stephen King's critically lauded million copy bestseller shares the experiences, habits and convictions that have shaped him and his work. Part memoir, part masterclass by one of the best-selling authors of all time, this superb volume is a revealing and practical view of the writer's craft, comprising the basic tools of the trade every writer must have. King's advice is grounded in his vivid memories from childhood, through the emergence as a writer, from his struggling early career to his widely reported near-fatal accident in 1999, and how the extricable link between writing and living spurred his recovery. Brilliantly structured, friendly and inspiring, on writing will empower and entertain everyone who reads it. Fans, writers and anyone who loves a great story told well. And a little bit about the author. Stephen King is the author of more than 50 books, all of them worldwide bestsellers. His first crime thriller featured Bill Hodges, Mr. Mercedes, won the Edgar Award for Best Novel and was shortlisted for the CWA Gold Dagger Award. King co-wrote the best-selling novel Sleeping Beauties with his son Owen King, and many of King's books have been turned into celebrated films and television series, including The Shawshank Redemption, Gerald's Game and It. 
King was the recipient of America's prestigious 2014 National Medal of the Arts and the 2003 National Book Foundation Medal for Distinguished Contribution to American Letters. In 2007, he also won the Grand Master Award from the Mystery Writers of America. He lives with his wife, Tabitha King, in Maine. Now, a couple of things before we get into the three big ideas. As that intro mentioned, this book is half memoir or part memoir and part masterclass on writing. I've focused a little bit more on the the masterclass parts in the three big ideas. The memoir bit is fascinating, though, and there's Stephen King. He's someone I'm clearly very aware of, but I've never actually really read any of his books. They're not really the genre I tended to read or tend to read. That said, I do love the Shawshank Redemption as a story and obviously the film, but I, so I didn't really know a lot about him and this, the detail he goes into about his, his life, his growing up, which was quite challenging a lot of times, his early life as a, as an author and an aspiring author, the support from his wife and also his drug and alcohol problems that he really severely suffered from and what the turning points were around that and, and being able to, to separate his need or think the common thought that you need to suffer or have suffered in order to create great art and separating that from the quality of what he actually did and his really his inbuilt skills and and the, the practice and talent that he had built up. The other thing just as a note is whilst this book is obviously written by a fiction author and he is predominantly talking about writing good fiction so many of the ideas are really relevant when we're telling just telling stories and I think a lot of non-fiction writers could really learn a lot from fiction writers in terms of the style, the description, and in a couple of the books I've talked about recently, including including Maya Angelou's book, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. They're just another level of writing in terms of the the style of non-fiction written by fiction writers, and on writing is, is no different. And similar with Anne Lamott's book as well, Bird by Bird, fiction writers just write so differently, and it's it's really nice to see that non-fiction can be brought to life in such a colourful way when it's written with a fiction lens in some ways. So if you're listening, you're thinking, oh yes, but this book isn't relevant because I want to write non-fiction or I just want to write better emails. There are so many lessons in here and sometimes you just need to think about applying them in a different way to be able to make sense of them. All right, with all that said, let's get into the three big ideas I took from the book On Writing by Stephen King. Big idea number one, be ready. He argues that good ideas come from nowhere. This might be two previously completely unrelated ideas that all of a sudden will collide in your brain and create something beautiful. He says that your job is not to find these ideas, but to recognize them when they show up. So therefore, we need to be aware. You need to look around, you need to listen, you need to be able to see where those ideas might appear. He also says that we should throw away our televisions and we would be well placed to reduce the time that we are in taking a lot of input into us from digital devices and he had this is written in 99 2000 he had no idea what was just about to happen (laughs) but to to put away the televisions and the screens and things and instead think about noticing things and be ready for those good ideas to arrive and he takes this very seriously whilst the book is pretty funny in places he it's a pretty serious business and he says that you must not come lightly to the blank page If you can't or won't take it seriously, it's time for you to close the the book, as in this on writing book, and do something else. So he talks about taking it seriously, being intentional and approaching writing with meaning. And whilst again, obviously he's talking about sitting down and writing a novel, I think there's so much we can take about that in almost anything that we write, be it an article, an email, a blog post, whatever it happens to be. 
that little bit of extra intense and not coming lightly to the blank page like it's something disposable and something that's throwaway would serve all of us well. So we need to be ready to observe and receive and recognize those good ideas by observation, by listening, and be ready to actually do something with them, with that intent and that meaning. So that's big idea number one, be ready. Big idea number two is to kill your darlings and your adverbs. Now, all of the books I'm writing that I have read recently have all gone into this editing process in quite a lot of detail because it is so critical. And again, it's something that we should all be applying to to more of the things that we write. And you, you will have done this before. You'll know that if you sometimes come back to something or reread an email that you wrote a couple of days ago, maybe you know in the reply that someone else has sent you, you reread it and you think, what was I thinking when I wrote that? It makes no sense at all. So having that space or creating that space between the original writing and your final draft, for for want of a better word, will make a world of difference. Sometimes this means stopping and getting bored and going for a walk and leaving things for hours or days or weeks before you come back to them. Having a break from that writing and, and having a break between writing and editing in particular is incredibly important. It means you can read with fresh eyes and separate yourself from the ideas and from the writing that you've been pouring yourself into for the last period of time. So when it comes to editing, an early editor that Stephen had said that when you write a story, you're telling yourself a story. But when you rewrite, your main job is taking out all the things that are not the story. And story can be, I'd use that pretty broadly, it could be the message, whatever it happens to be that you're writing. So killing your darlings or getting rid of those big chunky things or those words that you've put in that you feel really attached to, but sometimes you've just got to let go of. There's a great quote in the book that is, writing is refined thinking. And we know that if we ever record ourselves or look look at a transcript of something that someone has spoken, it just almost makes no sense if you you wrote it and sent it to someone, it's almost incoherent. So writing really is the act of refining that thinking. It's not just talking on paper. And Stephen certainly had this when he was stuck with really sticky plot twists that he'd come to and he'd found himself wrapping himself into a bit of a hole in terms of this character was doing this and this plot was going here and there was all sorts of things happening and he ended up sometimes stopping for for weeks or months at a time to work it out and to let himself get bored and let himself mull over what those things were and then sometimes chopping whole bits out changing characters fundamentally in order to try and get things back on track This also, and this is a bit I particularly like, this also means killing your desire to use longer words than is necessary. And there is a great quote in the book that I'm going to read you on this topic. He says, one of the really bad things you can do to your writing is to dress up the vocabulary, looking for long words because maybe you're a little bit ashamed of your short ones. This is like dressing up a household pet in evening clothes. The pet is embarrassed and the person who committed the act of premeditated cuteness should be even more embarrassed. He goes on to say that the, your vocabulary or the words you use should be the first ones that come to your mind, especially if they do the job perfectly well enough. And I think in, in non-fiction in particular, this is even more of a problem. And we've all seen emails. I, had, I saw the most outrageously written out of office email the other week because that was just way longer and more wordy and more pompous than it ever needed to be to just let me know that they would get back to me soon. That's all that needed to say. But we do this all the time. We try and dress up our dress up our words like a household pet in evening clothes. Oh, and finally on adverbs, he really hates them. So whilst you're busy killing your darlings, you should also kill your adverbs too. He 
He argues that we should have done the work or the writer should have done the work for the reader to know how the thing was done. And if you haven't set this up in advance, then that's the bit that needs fixing, not just by sticking another adverb into your dialogue or your descriptors. All right, that's big idea number two, kill your darlings and your adverbs. Big idea number three, and this is the great commandment that he puts forward, which is read a lot, write a lot. Reading equals writing. Stephen says that one of the biggest pieces of advice he gives people, he says, if you don't have time to read, you don't have time or the tools to write. Reading and reading broadly in particular lets you work out what you do and don't like and why you do and don't like it. Good writing will spur you on, even if it is through jealousy, because you want to do better. He also talks about finding every little crack of time to read, be it before the cinema, in the checkout line at the supermarket or in the bathroom. Reading broadly and well can also help you find your style as you try on other styles for size. Now, it's not necessarily plagiarism, but you'll end up finding that as you read more and you find authors that you like, you will start to channel them a little bit. And Stephen talks about when he did that and how he sees in some of his earlier writing the influence of the authors that he was really enjoying and reading a lot of at that time. It's not, this isn't a bad thing, but it will help you refine the bits that you like and which bits to keep as your own. He also mentions about writing classes or groups and that often those who do go to writing classes are looking for the secret ingredient or the magic bullet. But often what you really want from that is good critics and not ones where you have to every single day present what you have written and have it dissected because it's probably not ready to be dissected at that stage. And it really is as simple as that. You need to read a lot and write a lot and there is no secret ingredient. And this is definitely the epitome of things that are simple but not easy in terms of actually applying. We know what to do, it's not a complicated thing to do, but it's equally not easy to actually dedicate the time to it. But this comes back to the first point around being serious about it and not coming lightly to the blank page. If you're not going to do it seriously, maybe there's no point doing it at all. And in the memoir part of this book, this is really clear that this was the thing that made the difference to Stephen. All through his life, he was reading and writing and reading and writing and not letting rejection or shame or anything like that get in his way. And particularly as a teenage boy, he was constantly sending short stories off to magazines and pinning the rejection letters on the wall with pride because he had got a response. He also took some pretty unpleasant jobs throughout his young adult life in order to support himself and his wife as an aspiring author while still putting the hours in to constantly writing and still putting things forward to editors, to publishers, to magazines, etc. in order to get the exposure that he needed and also the feedback, importantly, that he needed to. And I think when you read the memoir part, you see that this is a, a lifelong dedication and a lifelong practice rather than the myth of talent. There we go, the great commandment or big idea number three, read a lot and write a lot. So there we go, that was the three big ideas from the book on writing by Stephen King. Big idea number one, be ready. Big idea number two, kill your darlings and your adverbs. And finally, big idea number three, read a lot and write a lot. I really enjoyed this book. I like that it was written quite differently to other non-fiction books. I like that there was a bit of memoir at the beginning as well, so it gives you a bit of context and flavour for how Stephen King built his writing practice, and that's very much what it is. And it, which was a, just interesting from a human interest perspective, especially as someone who I'm aware of but don't know a lot about. And it was really practical and funny and cutting in places and slightly accusatory too, which I, I quite enjoyed because I'm sure there's a lot of people who would write, who would read this book and be looking for the magic pill. 
So we go, if you have any aspirations to write better, then I would recommend this book. As I mentioned, I've been reading a few writing books recently, so I will be sharing more of that, those over the next couple of months and some of the slight differences in styles and messages. If you haven't already signed up for the bookmark, I'd love you to do so. The link is at the top of the show notes. You just click over there and sign up. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. Mm-hmm.